plus un rien Depuis que je crois en toi J'ai fui, j'ai eu peur d'être bien Je suis prête cette fois J'ai pris le chemin le plus long Pour te dire que je reste Rien n'est plus doux que ton nom Et ton odeur sur ma veste Vois-tu That's Montreal's Genevieve Rassette with Léline de Maman, which translates as the lines on my hand from her wonderful new album, No Water, No Flowers. A thoughtful and introspective folk pop album, it's Genevieve's sophomore release and her first bilingual effort, as she effortlessly moves back and forward between songs in English and French. 
It's truly a beautiful recording and definitely worth checking out. We're pleased to welcome Genevieve Reset to Folk Roots Radio to chat about the album. It's great to have you join us today. Well, thank you for having me. Now, you're in Toronto at the moment because I think you've had a release show there the last few days. Yeah, I did. On Saturday, we had a nice show at the Transact Club uh, and I played with uh, Abigail LaPelle. It was a great night. You know, and actually, if I had to pick somebody that you should share a show with, that would be the person. <laughs> I, th- I think <laughs> your music choice. really complements each other. It was. It, it, it's not the first time we played together, actually. When she came to Montreal to do her album launch, I played with her there. And then when I wanted to do my show here, I asked her if she wanted to share the stage again. And she said yes. So it's amazing when you can collaborate like that with amazing artists like that. I'm very happy to be able to do that. Well, I'm so pleased for you because I think, as I mentioned at the start, this is your first bilingual album. I know your Christmas EP from way back was also bilingual, but, you know, one of the things I love, you grew up in English and French in Dorval uh, on the outskirts of Montreal. And I I was interested to read that, you know, at the start, you really felt that, you know, you should, you know, be singing as a Francophone artist. And Mm -hmm. I guess with confidence, you felt that it's okay to, to bring forward the bilingual side of you. Yeah, it was it was kind of a process for me. Um, I did feel some amount of pressure. Um, I mean, we're not in the 70s anymore. It's not as intense as it used, as it used to be. But I feel like in, the, in culture and in arts in Quebec, there still is some kind of pressure to perform and sing in French, which I love doing and I will always do. But I kind of felt like something was stopping me to write in English and to perform in English just because of that social pressure that I felt. Um, but I think I kind of put that pressure on myself also. Uh, I didn't help. I didn't help myself. I just decided that I, that I should just show all my true colors at this point. Like, I'm 28 years old. I don't see why I should, like, hide parts of myself. You know, I'm, I'm there in life now, and I just want to be honest and, and uh, genuine. You know, the thing I love about it is is the ease which with, you, with which you go back and forwards. It's not that people don't do that, but I think it's, you know, if you're approaching this as from an Anglophone's point of view, I mean, sometimes, you know, that people can be a little uncomfortable. It's like, okay, you know, I'm, I know that this is a bilingual performer. She's going to sing in English and French. And sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't feel quite so smooth. But, you know, when you do it, it just seems so natural. And and actually, I think it's kind of really good for, you know, people used to listening to music in English to be able to, to get, you know, I think there was, what, half of the album is English and half is French, isn't it? There's a three French tracks and seven, no, yeah, three French tracks oh, th- and seven okay. English tracks. So there's, there's a little bit more uh, English on there. But yeah, I feel like every time I perform, let's say in Toronto or anywhere, like in Vancouver, or I performed in Banff too. Um, people are always drawn to the French music. They're like, wow, what language are you singing? Is that French? That's amazing. And I'm proud to be able to like carry these songs with me and kind of show my heritage and be proud of being a French Quebecer and share that with maybe people who wouldn't be uh, the number one listeners for, for French music. When I mentioned at the start that, you know, this is a very introspective album. It certainly feels very personal. And actually, yeah. you know, when I was typing my notes, I thought it's almost like a concept feel to this because it seems to, to take you through the circle of life on this album. Yeah, that is absolutely it. Yeah, yeah. W- that was the intent, was it? Absolutely, yeah. 
Tell us about the first song we played. That was Lenin de Maman, which translates as the lines on my hand. Uh, tell yeah. us about that song. I actually didn't write this song. My friend Eric Charlin did. He's a, an amazing singer-songwriter from Montreal, too. We're good friends. We also sang a duo on my first album. He and I were just hanging out one night after a concert, and we were talking about how in our industry and in the music business, you kind of have to trust that things are going to happen and that it's, it's going to be all right and just like one day at a time kind of thing, kind of the trust life. We were talking about that and I said, oh, that'd be cool in a song. And then we both went home and he called me the next morning and he said, Geneviève, I wrote this song about what we were talking yesterday, what we were talking about yesterday, and I think you should sing it. It sounds like you wrote it. I wrote it for you. <laughs> and then he sent me the song and I loved it and it just, represents a specific moment with a friend that I had and I love him a lot so it's just every time I sing this kind of reminds me to like trust that everything's going to be all right just keep going you just gotta you gotta go one day at a time type thing oh that that's a certainly good mantra to to, to take you through life you know it's interesting that Eric said that because that's certainly what I felt it said it really you wouldn't know that was a different songwriter that wrote that al that song because it really does seem to uh, to fit very well with the the rest of the recording. I think it's because he's, well, first of all, super talented. And he just knows me so well. And we, like, perform together. He came with me uh, two weeks ago to Canadian Music Week here in Toronto. He played guitar and sang with me. So we've just been playing for so long together. He just he knows me so well. And I, I love that people think I wrote it. It's great. <laughs> so tell us about the songwriting on the album. Now, you, you've made at least two trips to the Banff Center for the Arts and Creativity, yeah. uh, an absolutely fabulous place. I mean, we've interviewed quite a few people now who have spent time there, and we've we've talked about what a great place it is to uh, to find your inspiration and your creativity when you write your songs, do you, are they songs that you work on mostly yourself, or do you tend to collaborate quite a lot? Um, I used to hate collaborating because I was very insecure, very insecure about like showing new ideas, sharing my ideas, um, and I used to profoundly hate it. Um, but for this album, I kind of opened up, and it's it's nice that you talked about the Band Center because that's where it happened. That's where I first started to collaborate and feel good about it. Um, it's just such a safe space. And uh, for the first time I went to the BAM Center was in 2017. It was the first edition of the singer-songwriter residency there. And I didn't even know where I was going. I didn't know the BAM Center. I just kind of signed up and I got in. So I went and with no expectations whatsoever. And it was the best experience of my life. I mean, I bet I met people who are now my best friends. I mean, look, Right now, I'm at Danielle Kennedy's house, and she's a great singer-songwriter that I met in bands, and she hosted me all week here. Uh, she actually co-wrote the song Magnetic Love with me. See, I met her in Banff, so just this album is kind of like Banff-themed, <laughs> almost. Um, so I went there in 2017, and that's, like I said, it's just such a safe space. And for the first time ever, I felt comfortable sharing ideas and co-writing and trying things out. Um, so it kind of goes with the rest of the album. I opened up and just co-wrote with a bunch of people and tried some things out. And I think it, I think I chose the right people because I don't think it shows too much. I find sometimes when you listen to albums, 
Like there's like one or two songs that are like really different from the rest. And you're like, oh, that's strange. And then you look at the credits and you're like, oh, they didn't write this or they co-wrote it. So you can really hear the color of the other songwriter. And But I feel like I, I think I did a good job at choosing people who really know me and who co-wrote with me. And it was, that it sounds like Geneviève Rasset. I think you're absolutely right there because, you know, when I mentioned before how it, it almost felt like a concept album, the way that it all wove together. You know, I, I guess it's, to me, it's the... Um, I think the importance of the album, you know, we're living in this streaming age. I know when you released this, you released it as part, there was part one yeah. and then part two and then yeah. the whole album. So, you know, we are changing the way that things happen. But at the end of the day, having that album, you know, with all of those songs there and the way that it takes you on a journey to yeah. me is the essence of recorded music. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for saying that and for, for loving albums. I mean, it's very important and I'm so proud of, I mean, I've done a few EPs, and I've released them, and I love EPs, too, because they're, like, just a short little snippet of, of a part of my life. But this album, like, represents so much more. And like you said, I'm glad that you you got and understood that it's kind of a conceptual album, in a way, about, like, a circle of life and grief. And and I just used this album totally as therapy, honestly, to, to write about. I went through through grief, and I just used music and songwriting as therapy for the first time. I mean, I've always written music, but it was kind of like, yeah, I want to write this song. Oh, I feel like singing and writing a song. And this time it was like, no, I need to write this song. Like, this has to come out. I have to write it down. So it was, it was a very different album for me to write. I'd like to dip back in the album and play an absolutely beautiful song. Uh, it feels like a very sad song, but at the same time, a very respectful song. And that's Margot's song. Tell us a little bit about this one. Margot's song is actually the first song in English that I like finished writing and released. I wrote this for my aunt Margot. Uh, she got very sick, uh, I think it was two years ago. And she is from Ontario. Uh, so we were at the hospital. I mean, my family's very, very close. And we drove from Montreal to Ottawa, went to see her at the hospital. And... It was it was obviously a very hard time. Uh, she she has survived, but it was a very tough tough time, and the chances were very very slim of her surviving. Uh, so at the time, I was devastated, and we came home after a visit. She was kind of in a coma, and um, I just grabbed my guitar, and this song just like came out, and I still do not understand what like how it how I wrote it. It just kept, like came from above. Yeah, I wrote it in 15 minutes. The chords, the music, it just all came together. 15, 20 minutes, and then I called my boyfriend who was downstairs, Luke, who's also a musician. I said, Luke, can I show you something? I wrote something. And I played him the song, and we both cried. It was just, I don't know where it came from. <laughs> I guess these emotions were so strong. And I did write it in English, because Margot is an anglophone, and I kind of wanted her this song to reflect who she is. This was her song. And I released it like two weeks later. I just recorded it and released a, a version on, on YouTube. And the Journal de Montréal picked it up and they wrote an article about it. They loved it. I had like 7,000 views in a few weeks. And I was like, whoa, okay. That's very nice. I can be like very honest about my emotions and songs and people will, will relate and like it. So that was like the first step to really writing the whole album was Margot's song. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because you, you, it really comes through the, the way that you, 
you know, you're being very authentic with the, with this this whole album. And th this is truly, truly a beautiful song. And I think it'll help a lot of people going through difficult times to hear this. This is Genevieve Reset with Margot's song from her wonderful album, No Water, No Flowers. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio. And I'm Jan Hall. Fourteen hours I have stood here With flowers in my hands They let me put them in your hair Just like you used to do When we were younger and much stronger Invincible Life was beautiful and endless We were untouchable Can you hear my voice? I'm doing all I can to wake you So we could love again Your heart's not empty yet I'm sure I know you'll rise and smile and dance with me again You look so peaceful like a princess Just waiting for a kiss and even though your chest is hurting I promise you the pain will fade I should have told you that I love you Every single day Cause if you stay asleep forever I wouldn't find my way I'm doing all I can to wake you So we could love again Your heart's not empty yet I'm sure I know You'll rise and smile And dance with me again You Here with me 
If your heart's too tired, you can just let go, and I'll look up. I'll watch you dance from here, and you'll make me smile again. That's Genevieve Rosette with her beautiful song, Margot's Song, from her new album, No Water, No Flowers. It's just been released. Genevieve's our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. She's actually in Toronto, although she is based in Montreal. She's been doing some release shows for the new album. And Genevieve, what I'd like to do is to chat about your live show. Tell us a little bit about what people can expect when they come to a, a Genevieve Rosette show. Oh, um, I I love playing concerts, and I love to, to talk, to in between my songs. I try to really explain what the song is about. Kind of like, it's kind of like an interview, almost. I like to just, like, kind of chat about how I wrote it. Because as an audience member, when I go see a show, I love that. I love when the artist describes, like, oh, I was here when I wrote this, and it's about this, and I was thinking about that. And so I really like to do that. Right now, I'm touring, uh, this summer, I'm touring duo with uh, my boyfriend who is also my guitarist and mandolinist so we have a a kind of an acoustic show going on right now just him and I it's very intimate and uh, I'm gonna have a new show I'm working on building a new show with more musicians for the fall Um, so stay tuned and check out the dates I mean on my Facebook page I just released them the other day they're on my website Um, I'm going a little bit in Quebec and I'm doing New Brunswick, a few dates in New Brunswick as well, if you're in that area and you want to come hear me sing. I'm coming in August, New Brunswick. That's great. And it sounds, you can clearly hear that in your voice, how much you are looking forward to these live dates. Yes. For more information, visit GenevieveRasset.com. That is the website address. And Luke Herman, right, he is uh, your boyfriend. I thought we should mention yes. his name. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Well, you know, it's it's absolutely wonderful to talk to you. What do you think the future holds? I mean, you you know, you've recommitted to your bilingualism on record. Is that uh, something you want to keep moving forward with, or do you see that you know you will put out uh, albums that may be francophone and then other albums that will be bilingual in the future? I kind of like the whole bilingual album thing, and I think it makes me stand out. Like, I'm thinking a marketing standpoint here. I think it makes me stand out a little bit. Like I, I had a lot of really nice offers for shows and stuff um, because people are interested in this bilingual album concept thing. And also, I just love singing in English and in French. So I don't. I think I'll just keep doing bilingual albums. Maybe like one time at French EP, English EP. I don't know. I'm really not there yet. But for sure, I will always sing in both languages. That's for sure. For sure. Well, I certainly think English Canada needs to hear more French. Um, songs. Absolutely. Uh, There's absolutely no doubt about that. And I really like Mm -hmm. the way that you, um, you know, you are able to to weave the the two together so effortlessly. It's just really beautiful. I wanted to thank you for spending the time to talk to us today. I'd like to finish with Magnetic Love, which Mm -hmm. uh, has a beautiful video that I was just checking out that was filmed at this really cool venue, which is uh, actually, an old swimming pool, isn't it? Yeah, it's an old swimming pool. Um, in French, we say Bain Public. Uh, Bain Public, and it's called, uh, the place is called Bain Mathieu. And uh, it was actually kind of a, 
I would say a last minute thing. I had so many ideas for this video. It was supposed to be more of like a music video. And then I just clicked like, oh, Bay Mathieu, that would be so cool because no water, no flowers, the pool, you know, there's kind of a concept there. And it just looks really cool. It's just an empty swimming pool. And I, we did a live video in there. Um, and I did a, I chose different instrument, instruments for the, excuse me, I chose different instruments for the, the video. I kind of wanted to do like a more intimate version of, of Magnetic Love. On the video, it's like the cello does a, uh, the, I mean, the double bass plays the cello, so it's like super low, very like fat sounding. I kind of changed this around. I just asked my friend Emily, who plays the, 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 the cello. To, to come, so she did the cello instead of the double bass, and we just kind of changed it around a little bit, and it kind of worked out. It was a last-minute thing that ended up being really beautiful, and I'm not a last-minute person, so I was very surprised by this, um, the results of the video, but it, it's really nice. You should go check it out on, on YouTube. Uh, it's also on my Facebook page. Yeah, absolutely. It it is a great video, and you know one of the benefits of video, obviously, with a new album, is is gives people you know, when it gives people a chance to, you know, to get a little glimpse into your music. But, you know, what I love is when people like yourself say, "Well, you know, we're going to make a video, we're going to do it live, but we're going to tweak it and do it a little different." Because from people like myself who listen to music all day, it's actually kind of nice to see. Oh, let's see what she actually did with this video. So, Genevieve Reset's "Magnetic Love." Go to YouTube, check it out. Uh, it's a fabulous, fabulous video. Uh, Genevieve, it's been great to talk to you. You know, I wish you all the best with the rest of your career and look forward to hearing what happens next. Thank you so much for having me. This is Genevieve Reset with Magnetic Love from her wonderful new album, No Water, No Flowers. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Surprised to run into you again But ever since we met I guess deep down I've always known I keep coming back to you No matter what I do or where I go I can't fight the pull Of your eyes, your smile Protect my heart this time 